Welcome. I'm Lorraine Nolan Card, leadership expert. And I'm Adara Angelusi, marketing queen. And this is the Women Leading Change podcast. We amplify the voices of women change makers from around the world who share with us personal insights and inspiring stories. So you too can evolve your own leadership skills, grow your paradigm shifting business, and market your mission with confidence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Women Leading Change. I am your host, Adara Angelusi, and I'm here with Amy Leah Tamburini. She is a diversity, equity, and inclusion leadership coach, speaker, and master facilitator. She has been at this for 20 plus years, helping to engage rural and remote Indigenous communities around the world, helping with people who have resource companies, public health education, justice. She is all up in these um, industries wanting to facilitate conversations that everyone feels heard, seen, recognized, and important because we are all humans on this planet and we all have value. So I want to bring Amelia to the show. Here she is. Hey, Adara. (laughs) Great to be with you, fellow beautiful Italian name. Love it. I know. Aren't we just (laughs) so sexy on the back end Um, (laughs) and the front end too? (laughs) Amy Lee is a beautiful name. Adara. I mean, we really got it all going on. We really do. (laughs) So tell me, um, I mean, you've been in this journey for quite some time. I'm sure there has been, as a woman leading change, um, there has been some ups, downs, overs, arounds, backs. Can you give me just a little nugget about the evolution of your company at Hum Consulting and uh, where you're taking it now? Yeah, absolutely. I started Hum in 2019 and it was it started as a community engagement firm because that's what I had a lot of experience doing. Uh, around the world, bringing diverse stakeholders together to have conversations and to improve decisions. And so that is what I wanted to do, but I wanted to bring people together in a way that creates connection because a lot of those conversations, especially in rural community can create division when everybody gets stuck in their positions and that's where the meeting ends. So I wanted to create something different and that's how it started. And then uh, almost immediately, about a month in, I was diagnosed with cancer. And that was a big pause moment, which ultimately, over time, allowed me to do deeper healing work around the own the trauma that I experienced in my life as a kid. And, um, and then I, and and through that journey, I really got to see the trauma that was everywhere in the world. And I started to see the division in communities through a different lens. And so my work today, it is around diversity, equity, inclusion, but it's really, um, bringing to the surface, the fact that underneath all of that is unhealed trauma. And so how do we have conversations that support people in places that usually we're not talking about trauma in our organizations, but to bring that up in a way that is approachable and meaningful, and that ultimately helps people have more connection, fulfillment, and joy in their lives. Hmm. So would you say like after these facilitations and conversations that you do, people might go away and look at um, how they can heal 
that past trauma or is that something that you help with? Um, like what does one do when, you know, you're kind of in this like company setting or this kind of more professional setting. And then you, you know, you, these things come up, like, how do you, how do you have those conversations? This is cool work, I guess. I mean, it is cool work. It's very cool work (laughs) you're doing. It's cool. And it's tricky, right? A lot of organizations, Mm -hmm. actually one of the biggest, um, pushbacks I get is like, oh no, no, like we don't want to go, we don't want to bring up stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we we successfully put under the rug or like that's not our job here to work with trauma. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of on a mission to suggest otherwise that our workplaces are not separate from who we are as human beings. It is about life and leadership and that that goes across the board. And so in those spaces, no, we're not doing deep therapy but what we're what we're doing is really drawing awareness to why we show up the way we do and to take the the pressure off us being wrong and like fail like uh, faulty human beings in some way and just say this is our conditioning let's look at that conditioning in your own life from your family and your ancestors but also from a societal perspective colonization that has affected all of us And in what ways? And so when we can kind of remove the blame and shame, which comes up in this conversation a lot, and really just dive into like, well, how do I actually want to be in the world? And what do I want to contribute? That's where we focus the attention. Absolutely. People can support themselves in this work by finding therapists and circles to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, That's always amazing and supportive. And most organizations were not going into that space. No. And I kind of liked what you said about sweeping things under a rug and just the corporation going about its business, but it's like, that's how cancer starts. Like that, like you're just brewing something that is going to surface later on. I mean, who wants to step on a really um, faulty, um, like a disgusting lumpy rug, like nobody wants to walk on that. And so it's about clearing out sort of the, the, the dirt and, and things that haven't been dealt with or looked at or cleaned up, um, that really does propel a company forward into new ways of being and operating, I think in a, in a world that so desperately needs, um, new leaders to emerge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. And, and we're, we're shifting there slowly. It's, it is uncomfortable work, but, I, I read something recently that said within a 50 year period, like all organizations, the way in which they look today will be gone. Like we yeah. are, we are in this huge and quick paced period of evolution and the companies that are bold enough to say, to kind of step on board, even if there's lots of fear there will be the ones that will survive and thrive and make huge differences in our world. Mm-hmm. And, and there's still an old guard, an old system there that is just, you know, it's, it's fear and it's understandable, but when we can shed light on it and kind of break that apart and, and plant new seeds, <clears throat> yeah, the world oh, is amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. I was thinking that too, like sometimes as an entrepreneur, I'm like, I'll just go get a job. I'll just go get a job and then I'll know how much money I'm going to have and it'll be 
better for that. And then I go, there's no way I could go somewhere from eight to five in my day. There's no way I could do that five days a week. And then I think of like all the people that do do that, maybe that don't love doing that. Like fair enough, there might be a whole group of you out there that are just like, I need that. That feels good for me. Awesome. But for me, that'd be so soul sucking, hence why I'm an entrepreneur. But um, but just thinking like that does this not work with our lifestyle now? And I don't know why that is. Like, how did people do that back in the 80s and 70s and whatever and be like totally happy there? Um, or maybe they weren't. I don't know. <laughs> just thinking like, why is it so hard now to like sit somewhere for eight hours or be somewhere for a certain amount of time? And I want to say it's because we've evolved into all of these other things that are, that are us. Like like I'm a mom and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm um, a really good friend and I have to go and be in my body and, and take care of myself and I have to clean the house and look after my family and I have to book appointments and do like there's no way I could be all of those things and be some place for 40 hours a week. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have family or kids or even a partner to navigate in my world. I put a lot of hours into my business. Oh, you would. I love it. And I, I think I still would. Um, but I don't know. You can't really speak about something that you're not in. But what I what I know is that, you know, our education system was built to create um factory workers. And that was the industrial revolution. That's when our education system was created. And it was like follow orders, rote learning, and <clears throat> feed the production line. And I think that as that, that system came out of a lot of unhealed trauma in the war period, and it was like a way to have control. And I think we've evolved into this state right now where it's like, uh, that's not feeling so good for everybody. And the pandemic really kind of blew that out of the water to say, like there was so the, the mass resignation that happened after COVID that was people waking up and saying, wait, is this the life I want to live? And there's nothing wrong with a nine to five job. But I heard a stat recently that said only 13% of people feel lit up in those roles. And to me, that's the sad part. And that's not about everybody becoming an entrepreneur, but that is about organizations asking the question of, wow, how much more can we create and how much better would that creation and impact be if everybody here was lit up by what they were doing in the, in the office mm -hmm. and how much money is wasted by just trying to muster up some engagement mm -hmm. in organizations. Mm -hmm. We just watched it yesterday. This massive company brought all of their employees to this convention center. Uh, there was 500 of them there and all of them were not engaged. And this was the whole point of this convention was to engage and uh, inspire and to create leaders. But you could easily see that nobody wanted to be there and nobody was digging the activities and stuff that they were asked to do. And um, I was trying to think about that, like, like, not everyone wants to engage in that way. <laughs> I don't know, or, or it, it just was a really poor, um, I thought execution of trying to get company engagement. So, um, just yeah. to kind of like finish this off, like how, you know, why do you want to know why probably? Because they weren't really asking where everyone was at 
and like they were like putting on these games and different activities without actually getting feedback and um, participation from their people, which makes me think that they don't really check in with their people. Well, and I think too, also that people are done with surface level crap. Like people actually, there's a desire to face what is underneath the rug, even if they don't, wouldn't say it like that. Like, oh, I want to go and figure out my trauma, but people want authenticity. They want to express themselves, be, be more realized in who they are. And all this kind of like surface level, you know, let's have like team fun. building, team building. It's got to go deeper these days because that's what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Not all people, a lot of people. And that hundred thousand dollars or whatever it was to put that whole thing together could have easily been way more um, cost effective and um, more meaningful for the people if they had had some like you come in and do some small facilitations with groups and and really hear people out like no one needs a rah rah um, you know like you're saying surfacey experience I feel like people will feel more cared for when they're being heard and listened to and having space to be able to express and share. (gasps) Amy, Leah, your work is so valuable. (laughs) I'm so, so happy you're in the world doing what you're doing. And you're so smart. Like, I love that you follow stats and things that are happening. Like you're really, you're really tapped in. I'm really just big fan, big fan. Okay. So um, if somebody wanted to work with you, what, what is the, um, what, what are some things, sorry, that they might be experiencing in their world that would, you know, have you come in and, and help out? Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be experiencing kind of that tension of the old guard and new guard. Like some people really just not um, kind of pushing back on all the inclusive and diversity activities and initiatives going on. Um, so if they're experiencing some of that, if they're experiencing a lot of, um, I guess, lack of engagement, uh, within their communities, um, if they are spending a lot of time, more time than necessary on conflict resolution and really time consuming, expensive, processes to resolve all that. That's when I like to be invited in to have a conversation. And that's how I start everything with a conversation where we're just getting to know each other. And I get to hear what the specific challenges are and give people tips like right away, because it's, you know, I want forward momentum for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's how it would start. And then you kind of take it from there in regards to evaluating the need and then putting together something that you feel would really be of benefit for them, particularly in their circumstance. Yeah, exactly. So Everything is, is customized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I so, okay, so wait a second, I was just going to end us, but I was just going to say on the note of women in business and in leadership roles and women just stepping forth and really speaking and using their voice and message in the world what what's one thing you find um for you personally um that can hinder that or uh 
get you down some days about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the voices in my head, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Damn it, so many. <laughs> yeah, they can be pretty mean and um, degrading. And again, it's all the old conditioning that's like, stay small, don't use your voice, don't get out there. And for me, what is helpful is certainly just becoming aware of those voices and saying like, yeah, I, I hear you. I see you. It's okay. And, and find the ways to calm that uh, nervous system down and take one small step forward. And sometimes it's, it's reaching out to other people to help me do that. I have a couple really key um, circles, masterminds that I'm a part of. And without them, I honestly don't know if I would have a business because when I'm down, I can show up, I can be crying. <laughs> and by the end of that time together, I'm just on, mm. on track again and ready to go. Support is essential. Support, 100%. Awesome. Well, Amelia, I so appreciate you being here on the show today. I will put all the links to who you are and what you do down in the show notes. And um, yeah, I really encourage anyone who's facing any of those uh, particular, you know, desires and problems in their life to have them looked at and and resolved, hopefully, and moving forward with uh, Amelia's help. So thank you. Thank you, Adara. Thank you for joining us at the Women Leading Change podcast. If you enjoyed today, please press subscribe and leave us a review. You can also join us inside our Facebook group, Women Leading Change. Until next time, keep being the change you wish to see.